your boy is feeling a little stressed right now. And there's there's so much, I'm stressed. There, I just witnessed an accident, man. Dude, car accidents are intense. And there's so much to talk about today. We got friggin' January 6th stuff that came out, which was kind of funny. Oh, wait. New stuff came surprise, out. Surprise, surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Nova Scotia Loyal Program. Um, stuff about family doctors in Nova Scotia, which is like hot issue here all the time. HRM City Council. And of course, yours truly, Trudeau, pressuring people and divisions of our government oh. to get results that he wants. Makes sense. And A balanced all. budget. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, it'll take care of itself. That's right. And it all starts now. Innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We're here for the people. You know it's our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, because we all going to say, Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate. Higher, elevate, elevate, elevate. Higher, we going to rise up. We all gonna shine, work through adversity, stay on the grind, elevate, elevate, this is our time, elevate, elevate. Welcome to Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh Dalton, and we're grateful to be back on with you again. Another week, more drama, you know, more stuff going on. We got to talk about it. Yeah, there's so much. It's that simple. There's just, uh, I don't know, it's summertime. Everything's hot right now. Um... I just feel like people are moving a mile a minute. There's so much going on. I can't keep up. I'm yeah. overloaded, but the weather's nice. Yeah, we love it. The weather's been nice. The so, weather has been nice. You know, it makes it easier to deal with. Yeah. If it was snowing and this stressful, it would not be as fun. True. The spice is real. Uh, spice is hot in the summer. Yeah, man. And uh, we're we're here for it. We're just trying to live our lives. Yeah, man. Just doing the best we can. Trying to provide the best content without triggering the masses but that's what we do best <laughs> and somehow it just keeps happening <laughs> oh baby yeah but it's uh we had some some fun goes but i'm not gonna bury the the lead on this one i did witness an accident and um i was late coming in the studio because of it and uh i'm triggered by the accident i'm triggered by, by a waste of time yeah and i can say no, no, no one's hurt got, so yeah, no one's hurt come at us about violence again this week <laughs> Violence against women. We uh, apparently we uh, we were all for it. Apparently, yeah, um, a one TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Philip's looking at us, being like, "What are you guys even talking about right now?" I asked multiple women; they all found it funny. So. Oh, <laughs> your mom doesn't the women count. Said, nope, <laughs> nope, wasn't random people. Oh, really? Nice, yeah. nice, good to hear. Um, yeah, Philip's behind the buttons, pushing stuff today. Shout out, Philip. Hey. Hey ho! I have no it's contact. A, with it's, a small, <laughs> it's a small team here. It's just the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, poor Phelps is like looking so confused right now. He's like, "Yeah, tell us about the accident." Come so, on. So let's get into it. So I'm on my way. I gotta go pick up Philip. I'm way in, and so I'm driving, driving, and uh, it's gold car kind in of, a Tesla. In a Tesla, of course. <laughs> That's actually important to the story. Um, gold car kind of like is like kind of popping out of a driveway and like stopping traffic yeah and uh edging and like yeah and like kind of and like there was a car he was that was trying to go the other way and the person was like yeah he's like come on what the f are you doing man get out of the way this guy was i love has like laying pm drivers in halifax they were not on a different level 100 this guy was fired up this guy was yelling at him and then this guy in the gold car is just like you can tell he's like shaken by this he's like he finally gets out and kind of cuts off the car that was in front of me taking a left and so he starts like, you can tell when 
you get yelled at on the road. We all happens to all of us, right? Oh yeah. You get a little rattled. You're just like, I just gotta get out of here, man. Yeah. And so this golf cart kind of pops off, and you can tell he's emotional and he's rattled. Yeah. And so he goes, and as he's kind of popping off, there's a little side street, just a further, a little ways down. There's a little. I didn't say little. There's a massive ramp pickup, black yeah, pickup truck, one fifty or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> pulling out, and he saw all the cars slowing down and going uh, his closest way, and so he starts pulling out, and the gold car is just like, "I'm done with this," and went into oncoming traffic to go around him or to avoid the pickup truck, however you want to view it, and they, you know, the pickup truck hits him yeah. as he's trying to take that left. Yeah, and uh, there's a car in front of me, and. I was like, okay, she's got it. She's the witness. I'm not staying, staying around for this. Yeah. Then I see both guys get out of their cars and they just start tearing each strip Strips off, off each other. It's like, <laughs> your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. Are you effing serious? <laughs> There's like teeing off. I was like, I love it. And the, that was the moment I was like, so don't you go tear a strip off someone? Yeah. And you I, know. I was just like, dang it, man. I got the, all the cameras on this vehicle. I, this is the, the benefit of having the cars for stuff it's like the whole this. You bought it. Yeah, it's the, the only reasons <laughs> to be a good Samaritan. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and so that's what happened, man. Yeah, and uh, with the cops. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what when it happened. I was turning, turning. I was like, these guys are yelling at each other. I was like, you know what? Let's just settle this the old-fashioned way. Let's just get. I'll just fight. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> no holds barred match. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> TLC match. Um, and I was like, well, I got the video footage. Just show the video footage. Let's just get this over with. Call it a day. Yeah. I get out. I'm like, hey, I have dashboard camera footage. Which is set of this. And they're just like, yeah, sounds good. And I was like, all right. Pull up the footage and we'll show it here too. Uh, Philip will kind of splice right here. And then show the video. And then cut back to us. So you oh, saw the video. And so I showed them this exact same video. And both of them were just like, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this wasn't going to solve anything. You know, so, it just gave them like, they're like going to gaslight each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, you really just like, I thought this would solve stuff and it didn't solve anything. No. And uh, anyways, they were just, they were both going to show their insurance, call it a day. Hey, we'll deal with this later. One of the guys didn't have an updated Foul insurance. <laughs> so we had to wait for the cops for over an hour, dude. And they finally got here and they literally settled in five minutes. And I was like, ugh, I was waiting here longer than you guys were here for. Wow. So I was like, bruh. So anyways, that all happened. The poor woman that was with me, I think her name was Hannah. If you're seeing this on TikTok, my, my bad if I'm missing, the, missing you on this one. But I'm pretty sure her name was Hannah. And... Um, it just looks really bad because of the story about the cell because the cop comes up and asks one of the guys like, Hey, what happened? He starts giving his, you know, he was side a, of the story. Yeah. His side of the story, obviously. And he's like, you know, and it was so great that Josh and this lovely lady, uh, was here. <laughs> I was like, and she was like, yeah, I'm just a lovely lady. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, this poor woman. I was like, she's like, I just got off work. I just want to go home. I'm hungover. <laughs> I just want to go home. I was go all I was going home was to go sleep, and I had to watch this happen. <laughs> That's like, the worst end of the day. It's the worst. I hope her evening gets better. Yeah, I really hope it did. Um, so, anyways, that happened literally just literally minutes before I got here tonight. Um, and okay, yeah. I will say I saw an accident happen on the 102, and then while I was here 
while we were waiting for you, I got I get the tweets from Halifax Fire and Emergency. Yeah, yeah. And there was two more accidents in the time. Oh my god! It's just an accident type of day, man. I think people are just a little makes wired. sense. Why the full moon or something? Yeah, that's probably was. That's why the cops took forever to get here. <laughs> yeah. Like they're fighting they're, they're like at 12 different accidents. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what it was. They're busy. Like, I'm not going to lie because there was probably 10 minutes after they finally called the cops. I started hearing sirens. It's like, oh, they're coming quick. That's a quick response. And it's like, Did they even come with sirens on? Yeah, they did. Oh, they or did. Fire truck did. Cop didn't. Um, but like, yeah, sirens. I'm like, I hear them around the corner. And it's like an ambulance. I was like, wow, they're sending an ambulance? We didn't say there was any injuries, but I get it. Fair oh, enough. one of them is going to be injured. Yeah. Yeah, right. One of them is milking uh, some physio And the ambulance bills. just comes and drives by us and just bounces. I was like, oh, that wasn't for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably were like assessing the scene. Uh, um, like if there is an ambulance, it's better that they're the first responders there. Because mm. if it was like serious injuries, then... It's better At least to they're have there. That. Yeah. Well, Maybe. That is true. But the siren was still on and the lights were still going on three blocks after they left us. So. Oh, well, I mean, they probably, I mean, because that does sound normal. Because yeah. Because to me, like, fire trucks can't do everything. Like, they're That's not, true. they're paramedic trained, but they can't do everything. Right. So maybe they were like assigned multiple accidents to go uh, check and see what they needed to do. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good point. Because EHS is hard to come by right now. So that's what like the fire department was saying. It's yeah. like to get an ambulance is like rough. If you live in a rural town, it can take over an hour to get an ambulance. Yeah, they only got like two trucks out there, man. Well, or they have to come from the city. Yeah, that was true. The, yeah, yeah. They, people die before the ambulance gets there. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'll give it to you guys. And all right, you guys win. Fair enough. And listen, I'll, wherever the name of the driver's going, I'm I'm sure it's important because yeah. they're busy, man. Yeah. They are busy. Yeah, no, they're working overtime. Shout out the ambulance. Workers, Seriously, man. I know. I pray. Paramedics. I, I do pray that if I ever need one that they are available because yeah. that terrifies me in this province. Mm-hmm. Terrifies me. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, it's uh, is what it is. But before we jump in, thing too serious, <laughs> I got to show you guys this freaking TikTok. Man. Okay, let's do it. Dude. Dude, uh, a classic oh. CTV, bro. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. Any year though. Her what the secret is to a long life, and he had this to say. I don't know how to die. <laughs> no. So I may stay forever. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This is real news, dude. CTV, eh? Slow news day. So, <laughs> she didn't d- want to be on the news, dog. <laughs> to give context, if people didn't catch what happened. So, the woman who is just celebrating a very huge milestone of her birthday, and they asked her, what was the secret to a long life? She said, I don't know how to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to die. That's like on a go off. I was like, oh, that was that was amazing. I made my day. Um, uh, I was like, God love her. Yeah, shut that out. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so strange. What is news? I hate news. Yeah, my I have an Amazon Alexa, like uh, mm-hmm. the smart homes. Yeah, and it said like randomly today was like if you ever want the latest news and whatever, you just say Alexa, ask for the news. And I was like, why would I want that? Ever want that? <laughs> why do I want an AI device to tell me what I think I should know? That <laughs> sounds like the end of it all. Like what? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I just know I came across as like that was hilarious. I don't know how to die, <laughs> <laughs> so I may stay forever. <laughs> if I ever get to that age, I hope I can say the same thing. Me too. I just wanted to, 
I don't know how to do She's just like I so know. desperate of death. I know. <laughs> She's like, I just want to get out of here. Take me out, please. Oh. She's uh, like on oxygen as well. Like. I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. let this lady go back inside, please. <laughs> like, let, they took her outside to do the interview. Why wouldn't you go into the nursing home? True. <laughs> let her rest in peace. <laughs> like, what? Please. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so... Um, we got a, a bit of news from a, a listener. Yeah, this is, uh, was that they, uh, were letting us know that, um, one of their family docs has just had to cut like half of their patients, which is 700 more people in the province who are without a family doctor now. Uh, and the doctor was citing because she's just sick of the system and is getting burnt out and doesn't see any help or aid coming. And, um, she'd rather just work eight to four at a hospital rather than be in family medicine. Yikes. And that last sentence is really good there to hear our take on the doctor shortage when the provincial government is celebrating that we've reached a million people on to 2 million. Like mm-hmm. Next stop, 2 million. That is so irresponsible. It is as irresponsible as bringing in Ukrainian refugees and giving them nowhere to live when there's Nova Scotians that have nowhere to live. Yeah. You have taxpayers who have nowhere to live and you brought people from another country and then gave them nowhere to live. So it's not that the Nova Scotia government doesn't just care about Nova Scotians. They don't care about anyone. Like, that is cruel. They're leaving a war, and now they have nowhere to live. Right. What? I guess the argument is, like, uh, you have nowhere to live, but you're also not getting shot at. Right. Uh, I'll just starve on Argyle Street. Like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I'm sure it's better. Great. Mm-hmm. You know? But misery, like... Uh, I don't think misery is a spectrum. Like <laughs> this I, guy's I, brain's overheating right now. I don't get it. I just don't think that's right. I think there were other provinces in Canada, and but actually, maybe there's not. And we don't have to be the savior. Yeah, you know, maybe that wasn't for us. Maybe we should have dealt with housing before we offered it up to people. Um, because now it's too late. They're here. Yeah, you know that sucks. I think that's the issue across the country. Um, you know, yet the liberal government is celebrating the same thing. Obviously, we want yeah. to bring in more and more immigrants, and yeah. um, and I get it. Uh, but like, I just I don't understand the mentality mm-hmm. of like, let's keep bringing in more and more people, mm-hmm. even though we have not we we can't support the people we have here now. Yep. But we're just going to keep bringing people here, and um, other than just for pride that we can say we brought in a bunch of immigrants. Yeah, but let's hide the fact that they're living in where. Like yeah. what, what, what's going on? And there's no answer. I got a phone call from a lovely Ukrainian woman who was basically begging me to find her somewhere to live because her short-term accommodations were coming to an end. I'm in a rock and hard place. I mean, there's leases. I can't just kick other people out. But I feel for this woman, man. That's crazy. She was, like, begging. She, like, and what do I do, you know? And what's the government going to do? Like, what they need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They, they did this. Same thing with the doctors. Um, I'm blessed to have a family doctor. I'm really realizing now how lucky I am. Yeah. Because I know so many people who don't have a family doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah does not have a family doctor. So if something's bad enough, that means you have to go to emerge, take up emerges time to see a doctor, which is why our emerges suck. Mm-hmm. Or you have to go on Maple. Or like telehealth, and there's like 50 bucks a session. And MSI does not re- reimburse you. You can write a little bit off on your taxes, but yeah. it's still 50 bucks. You know, 
I don't know. It's not right. It's not right. It's not fair. And it's not ethical. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not, it is what it is, right? Like I just, you know, it sucks. And that's, that is the it honest sucks. truth. Yeah. The, there's nothing that we can do. It's not, it's really not up to us. We can be supportive, but it's like, it, this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but it's the same thing as flying Ukrainian flag and hoping the war's going to end. Hoping only gets you so far, but it doesn't do much. You know, it's the truth. That is the truth. I can wish all I want, but until the government does it, I'm just wishing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was like kind of, I mean, this was from a, probably a month or so ago, but, you know, Trudeau was asked point blank, like, what are you going to do to help my kid, you know, be able to afford a home again, essentially? Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, clearly, you know, building has not kept up with our immigration and our population. So now we're going to invest $4 billion in the, every, in the provinces to, you know, get construction going. Yeah. And I'm like, great. I mean, cool. It's a, a nice idea, but again, it's just crazy amounts of overspending for what are you really going to get from that it's just everything everything has a committee everything has you know a team and you you still don't see any results i think if you just put like one or two people on a a very specific goal you get things done but they truly put a bunch of idiots on a huge like big topic and they just sit in a room and just bounce responsibilities off each other and then go home. Yeah. I ha, That's all that can be happening because people have nowhere to live. People don't have doctors. Um, how that isn't that like the recipe for like living, mm-hmm. like to have a doctor to make sure you're okay in a home to make sure that you're like, you know, have somewhere safe to be at night. Like what? Like people don't have these things. Yep. And, uh, by your government, by uh, only by your government's uh, doing, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I'm. It's my government too. I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm speaking to the camera. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't sound. He's not that. my prime minister. <laughs> yeah, that's not what this is. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, I get it. Um, yeah, I think I mean that. Obviously, this took a swing that I didn't expect it to, but it, that's that is a real issue. Yeah, it's that real. It is that, yeah, to me. And the fact you're you're dealing with it firsthand too, right? That's what's, well, that's what made it really, this was just the other day too, so it's still pretty fresh, where it was like, I've never, there's also, there's something emotional about hearing a grown person beg. Mm. That's uncomfortable to me. Like, it hurts my soul. So you have to get to a certain level of humility. To I, I don't have that in me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, I know who I am. It's like, that would be hard for me to do. Yeah. And I know they don't, like, no one wants to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. I think a big thing I will say too is just like at the very end of the day, I was, I, I'm very grateful for what I do have. You know, it's easy to, especially in our culture, it's easy to see what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a, I got a place to live. I can afford food. Yes. You know, um, and many other, you know, privileges that come with that too, you know, uh, yeah. and I'm very grateful to be able to do that and then see what I can do to help those. They don't have it. Cause I also want to see, yeah, I genuinely want to see where I can help. Um, cause I'm, I don't want to be another one of those voices of, well, the government just do something. Cause it's clearly government can't do Jack. It won't do Jack. That's right. Um, we, we all know that we've seen that for now years at this point. Um, they just keep, you know, shifting the, the, the blame and, um, the, the responsibility to somebody others. else. Yep. And here we are. Now we're trying yeah. to figure this all out as a community. I know. And, and, and. Yeah, we'll see where it goes.
Mm-hmm. Uh, doctors are hard to come by. Housing's hard to come by. And I, I really don't know when the when it fixes itself. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we can. I guess we'll have to move on. That's our hot take on the local issues, man. Yeah. But semi-local. Yeah. To, to Canada. Yeah. Dude. So this obviously hit literally the day after we recorded last week. Uh, yeah, June 23rd, it did. Yeah, and I was so bummed out. Mm. I was like, oh, this would have been such a great I know. Uh, topic to cover last week, considering uh, the tirade uh, your boy went on. Um, but here, our CBC article. This is big. Big news. Trudeau says Ottawa had a lot of questions after NS mass shooting, but didn't interfere in investigation. So... People are coming out saying Trudeau really kind of put some pressure on the commissioner of the RCMP to get some specific information about the guns used in the mass shooting. Yes. So he could uh, inform how he was going to write some laws. Yes. That is weird. That is very weird, especially when there was the largest mass shooting in Canadian history had just happened and you're focused on passing a law. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Before you even knew the facts of the case. Yeah, or where those guns came from. Yeah. Odds. Let's continue with the article. So, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the federal government had questions about the 2020 mass shooting in Nova Scotia, but remained adamant his government did not interfere in the investigation. Of course he was. His comments come as the law firm representing the families of more than a dozen of the victims pushes to have a member of Trudeau's cabinet testify following allegations there was political pressure about what to say in the aftermath of the deadliest mass shooting in Canadian history. Members of Parliament on the House of Commons Public Safety and National Security Committee voted Thursday to call key players, including RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky. Nova Scotia RCMP um, Darren Campbell, former RCMP Communications Director Leah Scanlon, and Emergency Preparedness Minister Bill Blair to testify at committee next month into allegations of political interference. An exact date for the meeting has not been set. We did not put any undue influence or pressure. It is extremely important to highlight that it is only the RCMP. It is only the police. Uh, it is only police that determine what and when to release information. Said Trudeau during a Thursday scrum with reporters in Kigali, Rwanda, where he's attending a Commonwealth summit. I will highlight, however, that when the worst mass shooting in Canada's history happened, we had a lot of questions. Canadians had a lot of questions. Rob Pena, a partner of Patterson Law said they will be asking that Blair, who was the Minister of Public Safety at the time of the shooting spree, and former Nova Scotia Justice Minister Mark Fury uh, appear before the Mass Casualty Commission about any potential interference. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, I mean, it was like within weeks, there nope. was... Three, four days. The new laws, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, like he put pen to paper quick. Yeah. He was like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, when you think of Trudeau having said he admires the, 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 the governing of China and how they operate, and um, you, uh, if you choose to recognize the facts that Justin Trudeau has associated with the World Economic Forum, applying pressure for control is, like, so on brand. Mm-hmm. It's, like, right where he's supposed to be. He's really living in his truth. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I read our other articles about, you know, the, the commissioner herself. And, um, you know, she got to the point where she was putting, at least this is from stories of other people who were involved in it, mm. 
But she put a lot of pressure on the powers that be in the RCMP to get specific information about the weapons specifically. Right. To the point, like, she apparently was making people cry, getting people very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I did read that. Yeah. yeah. Um, she turned like Ellen DeGeneres in the RCMP. Yeah, straight like. up. <laughs> and, and like, everyone's like, why are you so interested in the specific gun? This has not, like, the gun had nothing they used to do gun. with it. Yeah. yeah. They used a weapon to kill a bunch now of people. Now let's deal with, like, the actual you know, issue. the fact that that happened in our country. Yeah. Can we yeah, figure that one out? Yeah. No, it's like, what were these specific guns? He like, can you show up in the little town that's, like, destroyed mm -hmm. and reassure them and be a leader? Yeah. No. no. Let's pass a law right now. Yeah. Which I know, like, I can hear, I can understand and hear people right now. Like, well, of course we want to know. Like, we want to pass gun laws after something like that happened. I'm like, you got to understand, our gun laws are amazing in this country. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, like they are uh, like they are very strict yeah and the amount of guns this guy got none of them are from this country yeah he got them all illegally yeah yet we're passing more laws on legal gun owners who just want to live their lives this clown clearly it had nothing to do with us it had everything to do with trying to maintain more control over the country 100 comes back to control and here's my second thing put the gun laws aside Let's just pretend that we're all okay with the gun laws, and that's fine. Applying pressure on police to push a political agenda is mental disorder. Like, that is crazy behavior. And if you can look at, and if this comes out to be true, obviously there's allegations. So if this comes out to be true, how could you continue to have faith in this government? They do it time and time again. Like they've only proven that they're willing to do things for control. Yeah. Blame travelers for airport delays. Um, blame, uh, you know, uneducated um, uh, applicants or um, influx of applicants on passports. Um, requiring COVID documentation to enter a country, re-enter a country that you're a citizen of. Blame Jody Wilson Raybould for not for getting in the way of ethic violations. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like what? It's control. It is happening in front of you. Revel in it. It's it is coming. Yeah. Everything you said you're scared about the conservative party or anything from the right is you are seeing it right in front of you it's play coming. before your very eyes. And let it be known, I am just as scared and cautious of a conservative government. Because these are not powers that exist only for the liberal government. Oh. What I'm saying is, he's a bad person. I have no beef with the liberals. I have a beef with Justin Trudeau. Mm. It's him that's using these powers to get what he wants. There could, there could be like say, remember Jack Layton? Yeah. I wouldn't have a single squabble with that man if he was in power as an NDP. I don't agree with the NDP, but he was a good person. Mm -hmm. He thought about Canadians. He was a compassionate and a strong, strong person. Agreed. So I can associate a person other than their party. I And I'm doing that here. It is just Justin Trudeau. He is using the powers. With power comes responsibility. Cliche, but true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's got an absolute iron grip on this party. He's making sure everyone's staying in line. And the people that do speak out or get immediately kicked out. And 100%, I think they've been told. I remember seeing the video of the what they're calling performative masking mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the House of Commons. Yeah. They'll have their ma the Liberal Party. The Conservatives don't wear masks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and the Liberals don't either half the time until the camera pans to them, and they notice the cameras on them, and they pick their mask up and they put it on. Yeah. 
Why? Weird. Yeah. Just wear it or don't. It's fine. No one's like, but who? you felt the need to do that. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, because apparently now masking and, again, more medical issues now reside on a political discussion. And, yeah, and politicians sides. are deciding about like, what we should do health-wise. Like, what? I'm like, whatever, man. Like, it's it's cracked. So, And in the beginning, they it's, yeah, they had us so tricked by thinking doctors were making decisions. Um, Through Tim Houston, is that the current guy? For, for the provincial government? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Um, he, uh, it didn't come out or through like the vibe of Dr. Strang, you could tell that Dr. Strang was being basically pushed to say certain things to relate to what the PCs wanted to happen in Nova Scotia, like the early unmasking, the reopening quicker than Dr. Strang had previously recommended, like things like that. And so it, it exists on all levels, on all parties politicians can influence people mm-hmm. it can easily happen yeah yeah i don't know like that whole thing with freaking dr strang period that was it was all so weird it was all huh. someone was being someone was the puppet he wasn't making any decisions from day one someone it was at that point Stephen mcneil mm-hmm. and then we obviously switched through two more yeah ian rankin and then now two yeah Tim Tim houston. houston yeah and so it's clearly evident that you can Manipulate people when you're in power. Yeah, because, like, I'm not going to lie, like, the rules definitely changed a lot from, from leader to leader. Uh-huh. The rules changed a ton, but the doctor stayed the same. Yeah. Why are we not just listening to the doctor? Yeah. That was getting interesting, right? We talk, I remember we talked about this on the on the show because we, we, we were starting at, we were starting at Leary, too, because, you know, Strang also seemed to be pushing some stuff that didn't really make sense either. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I remember we started getting weird that, an, you know, an unelected official was having such an impact on our lives absolutely right um and six so, i remember yeah like under ian rankin he was like really continue to clamp down on things a lot mm. um and i think you're right like ian and the liberals hid behind we're listening to the the professionals and the experts here yes meanwhile they're putting a lot of pressure to make sure he says x y and z things right and then yeah the conservatives did the same thing we're like we're listening to the experts Strang. You know what to do. That's right. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, that's how that. invalidating of a career he has now, dude. I'd retire. I'd be done after that, man. Me too. Oh yeah. Everyone's got a price, baby. Yep. <laughs> baby. Yeah. So it's uh, it's wildlife. Country. Yeah, man. There's a lot to pay. There's just so much right now that is like a pressing issue. It feels like it just feel like. We haven't got a break in two years. <laughs> like, uh, there's just something always going on. Dude, man. A story, a headline, something to scare you, something to think about. All this stuff with the Roe v. Wade stuff popping. Like, I've never seen Twitter so on fire. Like, I thought Twitter was bad when it first got leaked. Mm. But then when it actually got passed, everyone was lit up. Mm. I was like, holy smokes, this is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> holy jumping. Yep. It is A-OK to just... Take a social break. Yeah, seriously. If it is all too much, you don't have to look at it. Dude, it was exhausting as heck, man. I was like, wow. But in amongst it all, there are some really good things to read mm-hmm. about the stuff we're talking about, about Roe v. Wade. Like, mm-hmm. there are ways to get educated and learn about what's happening and, you know, see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But 
sometimes it's like you can only take 35 headlines in a row before you're like, wow, yeah, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm tired. Like you're mentally exhausted. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I was just like, I'm just, yeah, I'm conked out, man. Like, I know. Obviously, we hit some like interesting stuff on our show last week, and then mm. obviously the Roby Wade hit stuff the Friday. And I was like, wow, well, there's a lot of we like. I was planning to put out certain content that we just couldn't because it was just it wouldn't make sense compared like in contrast to what was going on politically at the time. Absolutely. So I was like, I was like, Bill C. Levin's a great thing to talk about, but no one cares about that right now. No, no. <laughs> you know, and that's the truth. I yeah. mean, that is the truth. There are bigger fish to fry sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what happened, right? And that's I was just like, all right, I guess we'll go a different route. That's right. And here we are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, that thing has been lit up. So, yeehaw! Oh man. So, so the HRM. Yeah, we're keeping it very governmental today. Yeah, seriously, the HRM Council has voted to um, push UBI, Universal Basic Income, for federal UBI. For federal UBI. Got it. Okay. Um, so it's just you know little because <laughs> HRM don't got the money. They yeah. <laughs> little Halifax Council, while pushing the federal government here, yeah. says the Halifax Regional Council has voted to urge the federal government. <laughs> I love that has voted <laughs> to urge <laughs> the federal government to move forward with a guaranteed livable basic income in this country. Council um, Wayne Mason. Way Mason, who represents Halifax South Downtown, put forward the motion that. Asked council to request a letter from the mayor to the prime minister, ministers, and premier of Nova Scotia. The letter would call on government to implement a basic income, ensuring everyone has sufficient income to meet their needs, which would go a long way towards eradicating poverty and homelessness, alleviating the pressure on municipalities to use their limited resource to fill gaps in our failing social safety net. I uh, so. Maybe this is not what people would think. I've never been really against, like, UBI. Like, I've never been, like, some people are viciously against it. I'm just meh about it. My biggest concern is I just don't know where that money's going to come from. Yeah. Um, We've proven over the last six months money cannot just come from nowhere, Mm -hmm. and here we are paying for it. Big time. Yeah, big time. Pay back that Serb that got you through a hard time. Oh, Mm -hmm. pay back. Yeah. Wasn't that just to help me? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. I wasn't told that when I got it. Yeah. And now it's just pay back. Um, you know, inflation, we had to pay for the trillions of dollars that we printed and, uh, you know, nothing's free. No. Yeah. You're going to get caught at some point. That's the issue I have with like the UBI as an idea is very cool. Um, but yeah, in real practice, it's tough. Yeah. Smaller countries can pull it off, um, because they have, you know, like Norway, uh, I don't know if they have UBI, but like like a country that size, it'd work. Right. Um, they don't have much. Like they're you know a fraction of Canada size. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely have a larger population, but like when you're condensed, it makes things a little easier to to manage. Right. Um, we, we have so many people spread out in so many different areas in this country. Right. Um, so many things to consider. Um, right, because what is a UBI in Halifax, but what is a UBI in Toronto? Or like rural Ontario. Yeah. You know, or should everyone get the same? Mm-hmm. But you're not living the same life. Yeah. Very different expenses. Yeah. Your social credit system will determine. Yeah. But that's the thing. If everyone gets 500 bucks a month, I, it does, that's where I'm like, from an economic perspective, it doesn't make any sense. Because if everyone gets 500 bucks, the new level is now 500 is a new zero. Yeah. That's exactly right. So you don't really solve anything. Um, that's the problem I have with it. Um, now, yeah. but if 500 becomes a new zero, that means there's an assumption that the price of things increase. Yeah. Is that true? Would that happen? Yeah, because you have now more dollars chasing fewer goods. 
So oh. you create m- more demand for things because um, everyone has access now. Understood. Yeah. So and that's what's happening right now with our current market is we're in the midst of trying to like quell inflation, but there's so many dollars out in the market. That's why everything's going skyrocketing in price. Mm. Um, that's the problem that we're running into. Got it. So you basically give people 500 bucks and then the affordability factor goes up. So mm-hmm. 500 is not as powerful as it was when it was first promised. Yeah. Ah. And so you got to keep increasing it. It's kind of the same issue we're running into with minimum wage, right? You know, you keep increasing, keep increasing. Well, it's like, well, it does, this is never going to catch up, um, yeah. you know, to where you would hope it would. So again, as I, as I said, like, you know, Andrew Yang, um, he's a huge believer in UBI. Um, mm. He's an American politician trying to run for mayor in now in New York, New York right? city. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has an interesting perspective on it. He, he like, you know, I'd re- search up some videos on him. Um, he, he really believes strongly in it and thinks it can work. That's and a big he, promise for New York city. Yeah. Um, and I think the issue is like the fact that we have to have this conversation. Like, mm. Everyone needs to have you know, just a basic income. Right. That just shows you how expensive life is, period. Yeah. Like, how did, that, how did we get so out of control in how, like, how much everything costs? I mean, corporate greed. Um, mm-hmm. I think just, yeah, it, greediness. It, 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 I, think, I think it's greediness. Yeah. Um, I, and it's funny where, for example, in my, what I do for my business there have been other people who have said you could get way more for what you're doing. Like you're an idiot. You're not a good, you're not, you, you don't, you don't know like da da da. all these things. And I'm like, Oh, so we're the same. You're just greedy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I support my lifestyle. I'm not obviously, yeah. why do I need to start? Like, I think also, I think greed breeds greed too. Right. Um, like you see it so much in this oh, housing market yeah. recently, right? Like, there's, you know, me and Kelsey. If I see you get away with it, yeah. why shouldn't I try for But then a little bit more. Yeah, I should get mine. You push know? it a little. Oh, how far can I push My it? My neighbor just sold for 500 I want 550 That's right. Well, that neighbor sold for 550 I want 600 Yeah. You know, that's what happens. This one up that happens, right? Um, yeah. About, like me and Kelsey were looking at a house recently, and there's a house we really liked. Mm. And I was like, oh, we got to get that. Like, and it was a good list price, and we offered, like, 30 over asking. Um, and, Ugh. uh, and there's like, oh, actually we've already gotten a bunch of offers and we said no to all of them that were actually higher than yours. Um, my seller is actually just looking for a specific number, uh, and we're not getting it. And I was like, how do listed at that? You chooch. That's what I was saying. I was like, you idiots. I hope a real, I hope this comes across a real estate agent's TikTok right now. Cause I like, I was like, that was the stupidest thing. The fact you would let your client do that is so dumb. Yeah. Like just list it for what you want and you'll get offers close to it. Or you won't get any offers, and the cl- and the market will tell you what it's worth. That's right, straight up. I was just like, after that, I'm like, even if you you came to like reasoning, understanding, yeah, I, you, you somehow managed to touch some grass. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would never give you my money now because that trash. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with you. Like, I would never want to deal with you now. No, I agree, and that's just I don't do business that way either. Dude, I agree. I, I got so I got. I so asked for what savage. I want. Even that I'm the way in Kijiji, and I sometimes get screwed over because mm. I list things for what I want to take, like what I'm willing to accept, and then people bargain me down more, and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, this was what this is it. This is the lowest. Yeah, there was well, I I, I was selling my dryer recently. Had an, uh, another Kijiji fun time. Uh, oh shoot, is that on Facebook? Was fa- yeah, <laughs> I, when, I, when I say Kijiji, <laughs> I actually mean Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Um, selling a dryer for 150. Um, that was like on the high end. I was like, if I can get that, that's awesome. But yeah. I'm most likely to get like a hundred for it. 
Um, and, um, and this one lady comes in, it's like, I'll get you 50. I was like, okay. I was like, um, I mean, you can take it for a hundred and call it a day. And she was like 80. I was like, I'm not responding to you anymore. Yeah. You're like, I don't, you're a waste of my time. And she came back to you. No. Oh, no, she didn't. I was like, no, oh, good. See you. Go find yeah. somebody else. Did you sell it? Yeah. Got it for 135. Oh yeah. My good old man from uh Cole Harbor. I, love I was it. like, I was like, he's just like, yeah, it's a great deal. I'll take it right now. I got brought his pickup truck over, hauled it in. The two different types it. of people. Also, time has a price too. Yeah. I don't want to bargain with people on Facebook. No, uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's just, it, I think it just speaks to the type of type of realtor, the type of you know, it's not someone I would work with. But if that's what they want to do, power to them. Yeah. There's enough realtors. Why did, like, the whole scenario was weird because, like, at least what I was, the information I was relating, I don't know if I'm probably talking too much at this point, but I was just like, the whole situation was weird. There's like, yeah, apparently there was a, a relationship change and they're just trying to sell the house. And I was like, what the hey, heck? I don't care. Like, <laughs> go take it up with a therapist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how about you just talk to their divorce lawyer? Yeah. And like, get you to figure it out. There's like, because there's the, the issue that they're having is I've had this. There's a couple sellers who are like this too. There's like they put apparently put a lot of work into it, and they're bought trying, some flooring and some yeah. vinyl, <laughs> yeah. some vinyl flooring, some paint. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like yeah, we just want to get paid for what we've done to the house. And I was like, not my fault that you didn't know the value of your home and you put too much work into it and yeah. I didn't lose your money. Not my fault. Nope. Um, there's actually a house in my neighborhood. Same thing's happening. You know the you know, the seller was telling me themselves. There's like I just want to get paid for my work, man. I want want this i was like you want a hundred over what it's actually worth in this neighborhood he's like yeah i was like all okay. right it's gonna you be on the market. Want all you want <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be on the market a little while eh? uh so yeah it's just so strange things. yeah so strange unrealistic and i think the one thing that my realtor does really well is just set expectations mm-hmm. so that and it's like those poor people expectations are way out of line with reality yeah and they're going to get let down. I understand. Like, understand and that's what, not fair to the client. Understand what's happening. Inflate and interest rates are going up. Prices are coming down. And your house, someone would have paid that much three months ago. Yeah. Now they're not. They're not in the market anymore. I'm yeah. Sorry. And with the yeah, because the three hundred they could afford is now two seventy five. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. And you know the increase of interest rates as well as the increase of um, supply. Mm. has really caused the prices come down too mm-hmm. you know is what it is yeah and uh when i go there's one house man i want so bad oh really dude second place offer Ugh. that is a gut punch it's like just say no just yeah, don't just, even patronize just me. reject me there's like yeah we'll, we'll take you as a backup offer i'm like uh I mean, you're le- you're giving me a little hope, and I don't like it. <laughs> I know. We all know this is probably not going to fall through, and I'm just going to be told on July 6th that uh, they're I taking the first offer. The emails that I get, though, from Viewpoint show a lot of canceled or withdrawn offers. Dude, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of, like, deals that have fallen through from, like, well, since we've been looking. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, actually, just last night, who they listed their house. And they got, uh, you know, they took the first like top offer, but it was like, it was a, there's like, it was a weird scenario. Like I didn't think it was actually gonna go through. Mm. I was like, what happened? There's like, well, they gave us like a 25,000 deposit. Um, Gee. yeah. And then they said, you know, there was no stipulations. They, they, they waived everything. No buyer conditions. No buyer's conditions. Nothing. They, they waived septic in, uh, <gasps> like, 
You should never do that. Yeah, like everything you shouldn't do, they, they did. And what happened is I fell through because he couldn't find financing. Oof. And uh, then they took the backup offer. And uh, the person obviously did their uh, checks, their, all the checks. And what was the actual, like, um, the one you're supposed to do? I'm forgetting the word for it right oh, now. Oh, home inspection. Yeah, home inspection. They yeah, did yeah. home inspection, looked at the septic for inspection, found out there was a, a crack in the pipe and it was going to cost them like five grand to fix. Oof. And I was like, this is why you do inspections. And then you deal with yeah. the scenario. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I had some people trying to like encourage me. It's like, it's okay to be the backup offer. A lot of people, a lot of things have been falling through. Who knows? I'm like, yeah. It is true. Who knows? I'm not going to lie. For this house, for the area, we gave a very good offer, very generous offer. Mm. And it's still like in that realm of like good offer. Like it's a night, you give it a nice deal. Or sorry, you give a good offer, but it's also a good deal if you get it. Yeah. Um, scenario. Yeah. Um, but still in the high end. Yeah. And so the, People that must have offered must have gone much higher than we did. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that's one of those scenarios like they just stretch themselves way too much to be and able to get it. the bank won't approve it. Yeah, and the bank's like, I'm get rooting, lost. I'm rooting for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm rooting for you, bud. Our, our, our affordability keeps going up apparently every time I talk to my broker. So. <laughs> well, they want to get paid too. Yeah. I just like it, the way when this all started out, I'll, I'll be, you know, transparent. When this all started out, my broker said, you can afford 365. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like it should be higher, but okay. Sounds good. And then life goes on and we find another house we really like. And there's like, uh, I was like, what if I put down 20%? There's like, oh, with 20%, you could afford 425. I was like, <laughs> okay, sounds good. That's very different than 365. Uh-huh. All right. And then we found a house we really liked. And I was like, what if we offered 450? And there's like, hmm, let me check the numbers. Yeah, you could put 20% down for 450. I was like, why does this number keep going up? <laughs> is there a fee com- percentage based? 100%. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, well, there's <laughs> your answer. Surprise, surprise. There's your answer, Bob. <laughs> I was cracking up, though. I was like, I feel like this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> yeah, 2008 all over again. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm just, I keep pushing. I'm like, I'm, gonna keep, I'm like, can we do 500? Is that, is that possible? A million. <laughs> yeah. I'll we'll throw a million on the, on the, oh man, all of it's hilarious. But, um, Loyal program coming to Nova Scotia. Is this the parking ticket thing? No, no, no. This is um, oh. the uh, actual, let's read the, the, the Nova Scotia government thing here. It says, government launches Nova Scotia loyal prototyping. The government is taking the next step in its commitment to create a new provincial bi-local program and encouraging Nova Scotians to offer ideas and opinions on this development. The program, Nova Scotia Loyal, is now its prototyping phase. This phase launched today, June 20th, will include a team in visiting stores and markets across the province this summer to research consumer behavior and hear directly from Nova Scotians. Uh, Nova Scotia Loyal will be a bi-local program like no other, a compelling call to action, highly visible and supported by a rewards program, said Premier Tim Houston. That was kind of the key aspect I wanted to highlight there. Mm. Uh, which the thing is, it, I think it's actually very interesting. The fact they kind of want to bridge the gap for all of these small businesses. And if they could have one rewards program for all small businesses, that's huge. That's huge. Cause a lot of these come like these little small pop mom pop shots can't afford a rewards program. No. Well, and though air miles is dying, but yeah. I once looked into the cost to like become a business that accepts air miles mm-hmm. and it's expensive. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to basically pay for the miles that are earned at your store. And it's not cheap. Wild. Yeah. It, at least at the time, this was also like six years ago. But I didn't know that. Was, that was crazy. It, it was expensive. Yeah. And everyone, I think, now is like super conscious of what they're spending on groceries and consumer items. So if you can at least get a little reward, like, yeah. you know, it makes it a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. And you're mm-hmm. buying local. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely something I do like. I like the government's actually investing money into like our local economy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important, especially if, if COVID shows anything, it shows that we're not very reliant on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to start being more reliant on ourselves. And I think this is a good way to start doing that. A thousand percent. I know we've tried buying as many groceries as we can from like local markets. Um, they don't sell everything, obviously, but you buy what you can. Um, and it's just such a different experience. Like they're happy to see you. Yeah. You know, like your business does mean something to these people. They're just, they're a Nova Scotia family. Like they're just a person mm-hmm. running a business. It's not Loblaws. Yeah. And I think it's really important. If you can, at the same time, you got to eat. Yeah. True. And there's zero shame in going to No Frills mm-hmm. because you got to eat. Yep. Yeah. 100%. But if you can, it is nice to support a local shop. Yeah. Um, Tata ice cream, man. That's a, um, they're getting a little shout out in my right now, but yeah, apparently it's an ice cream parlor that started up in Tata Magoosh. Oh, uh, and, uh, cool. they've been expanding like crazy. Cool. Oh, which is good for them. Yeah. They, uh, they kind of expanded to a couple, I think a spot over in Picto. And then they also started uh, running an, uh, a stand at the Alderney market. Interesting. Yeah. So that's I was like, sick. good for them. That's and, awesome. And they're a cool little ice cream stand. Like, it's like pretty, like, progress, progressive, but like, I guess new agey. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's like a nice vibe on the yeah, main street modern. there in Tat. It's, it's uh, with the times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and apparently, that, like, I haven't had the ice cream yet, but I got to check it out. That's it. It's really good. And we went to, it's called Local Source Market on mm-hmm. Windsor Street mm-hmm. in the old gas station. It's awesome. It was like a great experience. They have really cool products. Nice. Yeah. I love to see it. Yeah. Wow. Shop local, baby. When you can afford it. Yeah. Shoot. So uh, we'll end with this one. Um, The January 6th stuff is actually hilarious. Okay, yeah. Tell me. So apparently news came out that, um, uh, again, they're doing this whole, you know, hearing about January 6th. And Mm -hmm. so they had a former aide of Trump talk about what the day was like. Right. So she came out and said that uh, apparently, um, according to Trump's security detail, Trump wasn't happy that they weren't going to drive him down to where the march was happening. And so he went as far as to lunge at the steering wheel and try to drive them to where he wanted to go. And like, he was like yelling at the security detail, like threatening them, this, that, the other. Like Um, the secret service. Yeah. yeah. So so the article from the Hill says former president Trump launched his own security detail at the steering wheel of the presidential vehicle. When he was told he could not go to the Capitol to join his supporters on January 6th, a former top aide testified Tuesday, Cassidy Hutchinson, (laughs) a former aide to former white house chief of staff, Mark Meadows told the house select committee investigating the January 6th riot at the Capitol that Trump has been pushing to go to the Capitol after giving a speech on the ellipse that day. So, so he wanted to go and raid the Capitol with them? That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah. my God. That's crazy. <laughs> so the issue I have with this is, I got, well, I'll read this last paragraph because it's interesting. Hutchinson told the committee that the then Deputy Chief of Staff, Tony Ornato, told her that Trump was irate when Robert Engel, the special agent in charge for Secret Service on January 6th, told Trump when he got into the presidential SUV that going to the Capitol would not be possible. So... They, she said he lunged right. at her. And I'm looking at the presidential SUV. It technically is a limousine. It's not like he was, like, riding shotgun. Right, he was in the back seat of, like, a yeah, Escalade. with, like, a barrier in between him and the driver. Oh, is there? Yeah. So as I'm like, I'm trying to understand. Like, I, I'm just trying to well, picture the scenario. Well, 
it says he launched at the steering wheel, right? Yeah. So he probably put his hand through the window and tried to grab the steering wheel. Uh, like, I don't know, I have a hard time believing that. Really? Yeah, the scenario, like, just like just the logistics of it, I have a hard time with. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Wow. Like, uh, and apparently his, his, like, the driver is supposed to testify saying that's not true. That's why oh. I want to pick up the, t- uh, the tweet there. Oh. The tweet's interesting. None of it's surprising me if it's true, to be quite honest. Here, here. <laughs> the tweet's interesting because, um, like, the, they brought up an interesting point. Um, and I, I actually take the source or this person a little more seriously because they're actually with NBC. They're not even with a conservative outlet. Oh. And they're, Oh, they're with a... Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Actually, you can click on his profile for a second here. Um, NBC oh, News. White House correspondent for yeah. NBC. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So this is, that's his perspective, right? But he says, a source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Angle, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Oh, gee. It's spicy, man. I don't know what the heck's going on. I, don't know. I think that's so iconic. He was like, I'm I'm raiding the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take oh, God, me to the Capitol. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just like we're living in this age where it's like, I we are hundred percent. I don't care what anyone says. You can you're out to lunch if you don't if you don't think it's true. But we were hundred percent in a political civil war, and I don't. I'm not trusting nothing. Oh me! I don't either. even trust this guy either. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what the freak's going on. No, uh, the point of it. I, uh, what I'm starting to think is that confusion may be the actual goal. Mm. Um, get us confused. Get us off our feet. Not thinking straight. So it's easier to do whatever it is they're trying to do. Right. Um, because you just hear so many polarizing statements from both sides and it's like, there's no middle ground anymore. Right. There's no middle ground. Even Trump can't even control himself drive, go to the Capitol and raid it. Like, that <laughs> if it's even, true, that's like, hilarious. That's even too far. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, like if that's true, yeah, like that is nuts. He's done a lot of things that were too far, but this one's really far. You can't go as a president. Go raid the Capitol? <laughs> what? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was saying he's raided. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If this is fake, someone posts this on the internet in hopes to make Trump look a type of way. Right. Why? So find out. Eh? I don't get it. He's not the president right now. Why? They okay. So this is why they are trying so hard to make sure he can't run again. This yes. is what this whole plan is. Yes. Right? Um, if I'm being honest, I, I, I don't, I think he's second place in the Republican party at this point. Um, I don't, I don't think he's actually going to be the, the front runner. No, I mean, I, I, either by his own accord or by the public opinion. Um, I think, I think, I think DeSantis is long in front of him right now. Yeah. Like just, I just, I just, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, Trump's made it perfectly clear to almost everyone that he does not care what you think. No. <laughs> this stuff doesn't work on Trump. No. Except for he went on, apparently he went on a tirade on Truth Social going off on it. Well, that's why he built it. Yeah. So he could, so he could do, do it. Because he didn't have Twitter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going to come out of this. I'm not a huge... This whole January 6th committee, I think, is stupid. Um, Again, another committee. Yeah. Another Just for committee. one day. Like, for one event. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. Like, this is why how, how political things are getting, right? So, you had... You got the Democrats who are like, we're doing the January 6th committee capture all the terrorists and this that the other okay whatever and then you have republicans saying when we're in power we're doing a committee on the 2020 riots and i was like oh my Craig off man <laughs> did you see joe biden reading from a script the other day yeah that he, was he couldn't even formulate his own sentences no man he's like 
like decrepit, mm-hmm. like, falling off bikes and everything. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. That was really funny. Yeah, that was how. That was, oh, who is it? Um, Dave Port and I was talking about that. He's like, he's like, if you can't laugh at this, you're screwed up politically. Because that's just genuinely funny in general, no matter where you land on this. I know, <laughs> but the thing that is that is true is there are people who are like, wow, yeah, you pig. Yeah, like, stop laughing at the old poor old man. Like, like he fell know. off a bike, dog. That's funny. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Sorry, it's funny, dude. There was some interesting stuff that came out from. I mean, obviously older days, like back in the eighties, of him mm. going off on the Roe v. Wade stuff and how his stance on it was very interesting back then oh really yeah very different from his stance today um, oh. which i get people change but i don't really trust politicians so. yeah me either politicians don't change for no reason yeah they so. are calculated people yeah I, this, actually I, we're, we're gonna read this tweet before we end here this yeah one so i don't know if this is true or not i don't even know if that like i would say there's so many levels of i don't know how much truth there is oh my to gosh this. he wrote a novel yeah so this guy apparently this was a someone telling another story of yes. being an aide in the trump white house yeah so this is what they're saying Trump did. Okay. On his first night in the White House, President Trump complained that the TV in his bedroom was broken because it didn't have the Gorilla Channel. <gasps> Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but Gorilla-based content 24 hours a day. To appease Trump, the White House staff compiled a number of Gorilla documentaries into a makeshift Gorilla Channel broadcast into Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However... Trump was unhappy with the channel they had created, moaning that it was boring because the gorillas aren't fighting. Staff edited out all the parts of the documentaries where gorillas weren't hitting each other, and at last the president was satisfied. On some days, he'll watch the gorilla channel for 17 hours straight, an insider told me. He kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches from the screen and says encouraging things to the gorillas, like the way you hit that other gorilla was good. I think he thinks the gorillas can hear him. You can't tell me that you actually think that's true. <laughs> no, someone wrote that on like Wattpad or whatever it's called. Uh, like, yeah. That's like, that's someone's fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> that's someone's desire. Like they want to see that live. I was that's weak. weird. I was weak. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, this is definitely what Trump does. <laughs> also, the, the, the hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. Yeah. <laughs> what? I give a little more detail to think this is real. Oh my gosh! Like what the heck, man? What a wild life! I love it, man. man. You know, uh, just think for yourselves. Yeah, you know, don't let this anything on the internet influence you anymore. You you seriously have to. Sometimes it's good to block it out and live your life. Yeah. uh, Also, like just go to like the mall or the beach and just be it human again for a weekend be at peace yeah just find some peace Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't always you don't always have to be on you don't always have to be a savior you don't always have to do and say what's right we're human yeah live a little just a little bit yeah awesome well whatever it is you're doing whether you be going to the white house (laughs) watching gorillas or shopping local truth (laughs) truth Whatever it is you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. We're out. Peace.